0: This is Live Well Talk on COVID nineteen. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at St. Luke's Hospital, Unity Point Health, Cedar Rapids. In today's podcast, I'll give an update on COVID nineteen, what we're seeing in the hospital. Also, we'll get into the new variant that's in the news, as well as the uh, approval of the uh, pill for mild to moderate uh, COVID infections. Uh, and then uh, we'll finish up the podcast with another session, in the mailbag, where I'll answer a listeners' questions. Uh, what we're seeing in the hospital is persistent persistent plateau that we've talked about before on top of the tsunami, if you will, of other medical problems that resulted from the, the shutdown. This is my, my philosophy or my assessment of the situation that, you know, we suspended care for six months. And in that time, diabetes kept progressing, heart disease kept progressing, uh, cancers kept progressing. And now we're seeing those patients in the hospital with complications of those chronic medical conditions. And on top of that, we're seeing perhaps what it is is seasonality, cough, and, cough, cold, and flu season uh, with increased COVID numbers in the hospital. And last week, last week, we had 15 cases of influenza A, no influenza B recorded. Uh, I do not believe any of those patients were admitted to the hospital. However, I do know that Des Moines had two admissions to their hospital for influenza A on a recent meeting this week. Uh, so, it, so influenza is out in the community and and starting to uh, present clinically uh, in the hospital. Uh, continue to see that 90% of the patients in the intensive care unit, 100% of the patients that pass away uh, are unvaccinated. Uh, vaccinations are uh, about 10% of the ICU population and about 15% of the general population hospital, um, and. Again, that illustrates the need that uh, uh, the vaccines, as we've said before, they prevent death and prevent you from being in the hospital or the intensive care. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, the chances of me dying from COVID are less than being struck by lightning. That's absolutely correct. However, you still don't stand underneath a tree during a thunderstorm Uh, in Getting vaccinated is basically you not standing underneath a tree in a thunderstorm. It protects you from that lightning strike that potentially could happen, and it takes away the risk for that happening and strongly recommend the vaccinations. In regards to the vaccination, the booster uh, was recently approved from Moderna and Johnson & Johnson, uh, and it, they changed the wording from a may receive it to should receive it. Uh, and that is for the entire population over the age of 18. Um, Again, I think we need to prioritize uh, the patients with high risk uh, with chronic medical conditions over the age of 65, but the boosters are available. And I do think the boosters are having an impact because the immunity clearly is waning from um, the original boosters, the original vaccine series. But we see that in the hospital Uh, patients uh, just, just reviewed a patient's case right prior to the podcast that was vaccinated completely in May. Here now is November, and the patient is positive for COVID and going to receive the monoclonal antibody. Uh, So it does happen, and the boosters will help that. The FDA did approve, uh, uh, let me rephrase that, the FDA authorized emergency youth authorization. They didn't approve it. They authorized for ages 5 to 11 to receive the vaccine series of the Pfizer. I think getting your child vaccinated if they have chronic medical conditions is absolutely uh, the thing to do uh young healthy kids you know i'd like to see some more safety data but i have colleagues and that i respect tremendously that are pediatricians that recommend the vaccine so i do uh, suggest that we discussed before th- discuss that with your pediatrician because it may or may not be right for your child the Om- omicron variant is the latest variant that was identified in africa in south africa botswana and has moved to the united states As of yesterday they announced a case Uh, This variant is causing rather mild symptoms. We do not have evidence that it's more transmissible at this time. Uh, We do not have evidence that it's more um, virulent. Uh, As we've talked multiple times before, and it's common knowledge that viruses tend to evolve or mutate and become weaker. um, And because they need to, that's how they move on. You know, Ebola virus doesn't overrun the planet because people die so quickly from it and so viruses that are persistent tend to become weaker as they evolve and I think we're seeing this with the Omicron variant. Um, the newness of the, the Omicron variant at least gives us an opportunity to go back and review our Greek alphabet uh, which is always important uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it is yet to be seen whether this is clinically significant. In regards to the flu shot this year, we're going to have an upcoming podcast on the influenza vaccine, Um, but very important to get the flu shot this year. One is, as I said earlier in the podcast, I think we're seeing seasonality. So we're seeing the the vaccines wane in their efficacy. We're seeing people be uh, infected with fully vaccinated. And then on top of that, you have the cough, cold and flu season where people are uh, sequestered in homes. We just had the recent Thanksgiving holiday, and that there's an opportunity for uh, conditions to spread at that time. So that's why we see more things in the winter, right? And so getting your flu vaccine is uh, in, important from that standpoint, logistically. But now, immunologically, we think that there's a carryover of immunity each year from the flu vaccine. So uh, we didn't have a flu season last year because. Fascinatingly, you know, uh, COVID may have pushed influenza aside. Our masking and protocols prevent it from spreading. Um, so we didn't have that exposure to the flu vaccine last year. Flu, flu infection, influenza A infections, and uh, so we don't have any carryover immunity this year. So it's even, uh, or it's as important, if not more important, to get the influenza vaccination this year. And as I've said earlier we are seeing it in the community now onto the pills Merck has a pill coming on the market it is a it inhibits the replication of the virus and on November 30th the FDA narrowly passed it from an advisory committee now this is not the same advisory committee on um, immunology practices this is a different advisory committee on antimicrobial uh, medications antivirals antibacterials and they made a recommendation and I have yet to read any editorials. I've had yet to read any of the uh, inside baseball of why it passed so narrowly. What was the hesitation? But this does appear to have a tremendous efficacy uh, against preventing mild to moderate and preventing hospitalization. So this, this could be a game changer as far as keeping people out of the hospital, which would be outstanding. Um, in addition to that, we do have the monoclonal antibody that we are just gangbusters running uh, all the time with the monoclonal antibody uh infusions and are quite busy and it is making a difference it's keeping people out of the hospital which is is good to see and that allows us to take care of all the other patients and get the surgeries done before the end of the year and uh, those health maintenance exams uh, mammograms colonoscopies that were delayed uh, in 2020. that's it for the covid update for today but stick around we'll be right back with the mailbag Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a new segment on the podcast uh, where I'll answer uh, questions from uh, listeners that can be submitted uh, ahead of the podcast and it can be on COVID-19, it can be on uh, therapeutics, diagnostics, it can be on general medical issues or even a follow from a previous podcast that you had a question on. The the first question comes from Roger. If you've had COVID-19 before, what are the chances you could get sick with the new Omicron variant? Does prior infection provide any protection for this new variant? The answer is yes and yes. So the Omicron variant um, could could cause a second infection. It is mutated slightly in the M protein where it attaches to the cells. Excuse me, the spike protein is mutated slightly. So that might make it more transmissible and they're, they're kind of worried about it. So it's a variant of concern not to be proven to be more transmissible. So it is possible. But if you did get the variant, uh, it would also be a milder infection. Uh, One, the variant is causing milder symptoms. And two, you have the immunity from your previous infection. Now, if you had natural immunity, if you had COVID, you have uh, antibodies to the entire virus, not just the spike protein. And so the the symptoms would be much less. Um, Of the Two cases that I know of, where the 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 individuals had COVID in 2020 and then got it again in late 2021, uh, both those patients. So it's only two that I know of. Uh, were, it was milder the second time, indicating that the whatever degree of natural immunity they had uh, did lessen the intensity of symptoms. And we are not seeing patients admitted to the hospital with second infections. Uh, so that that is quite reassuring, uh, that the uh, immunity is protecting those patients from being coming. It might not be protecting them from getting it, but it is protecting them from becoming so ill that they require hospitalization. Um, the next question is from Sandy. If a person had both doses of the COVID 19 vaccine and the booster and is round family members who have not been vaccinated, who is at risk or what is the risk for all parties involved? We know the answer to that. Uh, there's the in the uh, Massachusetts they had that uh, party uh, where individuals were present that had fully vaccinated and individuals present that weren't fully vaccinated. The unvaccinated people were at greater risk, and had a greater percentage of them did come down with COVID 19. The vaccinated people uh, had a significant uh, less risk, but they did become uh, infected, and none of them required hospitalization. So. In those scenarios, you would still be at risk. You could still get the virus. Vaccines don't prevent you from getting the virus. The vaccines prevent you from being overwhelmed by the virus, by by uh, immune response. And so those at risk would be those that were unvaccinated and less degree of vaccination, again, preventing hospitalization and death if you are vaccinated. And this is such an important thing. Um, if you're at high risk, uh, over the age of 65, you, the booster is is imperative. I think you should receive the booster right away. Uh, that will help prevent uh, hospitalization, and particularly if you have chronic medical conditions. Our last question is from Derek. Uh, with the news of another variant discovery, can you explain how variants happen, and will there ever stop being new variants? Variants happen because viruses naturally mutate and become different uh, variants. Now, let's let's talk about a variant and a strain. A variant is a mutation that uh, changes the the makeup of the virus, but the behavior of the virus is essentially the same. They cause a respiratory infection. A new strain is a mutation so abnormal that it actually now behaves differently. We haven't seen that with COVID-19. We've only seen uh, variants and these happen naturally. And actually they can, um, someone a lot smarter than me knows how to look at the number of mutations from maybe the alpha strain and they can tell like when a virus started be in the population because by the number of times that it's mutated so more infections means more mutations. So the vaccines which prevent infections or or certainly delay uh, the symptomatology or make it less would actually probably influence. um, Variants from a standpoint of decrease the number of variants so the more people that have COVID-19. The more people that are vaccinated, the less number of infections, the less number of variants. You can, I think this is a leaky vaccine theory is what it's called, that the patient gets COVID-19, they're vaccinated, so they have it, but yet they don't get sick, but it has an opportunity for that virus to mutate and cause a variant. Now, that has been challenged by experts in the scientific community in the fact that that the variants are not related to the vaccines. And a a, a, a measurable observation is in India, the Delta variant came. So the Delta variant came, showed up in um, fall of 2020, I think. But it showed up before they started routine vaccinations because they didn't have the infrastructure for that. So uh, the uh, vaccinations came after the development of the Delta variant. So in that situation, it's measurable that the 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 vaccines didn't cause the delta variant uh whether or not they can cause a variant to perpetuate and continue on and on uh with further mutations i I think that's that's questionable and it should be observed but definitively we don't know that and certainly the arrival of variants doesn't uh change my recommendation that you should get vaccinated and and a booster if in particularly high-risk group but if you choose to do that uh just in the general population it's now as I said earlier, gone from may receive to should receive. That's all for the mailbag today. If you uh, would like to submit a question in the mailbag, go to unipoint.org mailbag. I'll answer questions on the latest COVID-19 news, technologies, a previous podcast perhaps if you have, uh, and also don't be afraid to send a suggestion of what you'd like to hear on a podcast. We have a legion of uh, Ah, uh, really smart doctors on staff and other uh, subject matter experts in therapy and radiology and other diagnostic laboratory. Um, that uh, it, we can find the expert to ask questions, and we're always good at that. And we'll get them to, to explain uh, in detail their knowledge of uh, subjects. So feel free to make that suggestion as well. Always, any questions on personal symptoms or medical conditions need to be directed to your primary care physician. And if the situation warrants for example an emergency uh dial 911 or go to the nearest emergency room once again you can submit your question to me at unitpoint.org backslash mailbag and that is common spelling of mailbag m-a-i-l-b-a-g i I look forward to hearing from you our awesome listeners and challenging questions as always and thank you for listening to covid19 update for the latest covid19 vaccine information and more, visit unipoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.